Welcome back to the Joy Shick Show. We are your three favorite friends from Hawaii here to talk story about comic news, pop culture, and video games. If this is your first time, thank you for spending some time with us. I'm your co-host, Drake. That's Thomas. What up, what up? That's Scott. How's it? And we have our favorite guest from Geek Freaks, Frank, back with us this evening. What's happening? I am back. Happy to be back and we are getting into some crazy news and some reviews of the shows we've been watching we've been talking about if you've been listening to us so let's just get deep deep into it let's start off with the news thomas what was the uh the first article that we needed to get into yeah so one of my favorite characters from stranger things uh joseph quinn he uh or i mean the actor is joseph quinn what was his name? I forgot what, what, what Eddie? Like, uh, his name. Or something now. like that, right? Eddie. Oh, yeah, yeah Eddie. <laughs> so Eddie was fantastic from this, this latest season of Stranger Things. He has been cast as one of the main leads uh, alongside Lupita Nyong'o for A Quiet Place Day One, which is a prequel series Ooh. to A Quiet Place. Uh, that looks... I'm stoked because I loved him as Eddie. So, yeah, how do you guys feel about it? Any thoughts? Sounds sick. Yeah, I I do like that they're doing a, a prequel. I hope I I assume John Krasinski's producing it. Um, oh, yeah. fantastic! Um, I'm not familiar with um, Michael Sonarski's work, but um, I'm definitely excited. Prequels to one of the coolest movies that we've seen so far. So, uh, yeah, totally. I mean, 1883 yeah. was an awesome prequel. So. So it was the first season of Fear the Walking Dead, which I'm hoping that's what this is, basically. So hopefully it's kind of a surprise. That'd be sick. Yeah, Yeah, totally. And The Walking Dead just ended, so it's like, yeah, could fill that gap. There we go. It's pretty pretty awesome. All right, so next up is Lionsgate has acquired the rights, and I'm so excited about this because I love this game when I was a little kid. They've acquired the rights to a film adaptation of Streets of Rage. That... Sounds (laughs) Sounds <laughs> so dope. Yeah, what do you guys think? I, I didn't know the story of Streets of Rage. Is there other one? Other than walk around, beat them up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like yeah. you could yeah. make your own badass story, I guess, right? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Hopefully they write a cool freaking story. Yeah. And there's yeah. iconic weapons they pick up from the game or something. Yeah. Maybe it'll be like I the hope. Warriors, but like a new version yeah. of the Warriors. They could do that with Street of Rage, too. Yeah. Like the two together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, just, I mean, I, they have to have a guy with rollerblades. I want to see a shot where they like um, they just it's like a shot but then everything they're moving is just like 2D right so they're only moving within yeah. that'd be so hilarious <laughs> cool. I would I hope they do that yeah I mean there's a thousand different ways they can spin it and also like there's so many iconic things from that game like the outfit the boxing gloves you know the wrestling guy uh, I, I don't even remember what the chick's name is but she's wearing all the yellow mm-hmm. and just the movesets everything were so cool so I know they came out with Streets of Rage 4 recently, and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it, and then I forgot about it, and I didn't get it, but it still looked pretty awesome. And yeah, good point. I don't know if there's a story, but from what I understand, it's about these people who protect their city from this large corporation who's trying to corrupt the city. So that's kind of the baseline for it. But they, I guess with those rights, they would get all the characters as well. So there's so many avenues they can go to really make this a really cool fighting, 
yeah, movie. It might feel like the Defenders, right? Kind of like Netflix is the Defenders. Mm. Might feel like that. Mm. That's true. Yeah, where Iron Fist is the skate kid. Yeah, I I I think so. Like Kingpin is the corporation, (laughs) basically. So it's just them versus like a Kingpin like figure. I could see that. That'd be cool. Yeah, 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 totally. I know. I remember on Sega Genesis, me and my dad would play the game, and it was like an all day thing. But we Mm -hmm. finally got to the boss. And I don't know if we beat it or if it was like, damn it, we can't do it after 10 tries. I think we just quit. But yeah, it, it was a day. It was a day I'll never That's forget. That's pretty good. Those yeah. old games were hard to get to the end, though. Yes, they were. Like yeah. any old game. Absolutely. And the best part was you always wanted to get the samurai sword, but it was so slow. It was just the, ugh, ugh, <laughs> just the chopping motion. And you just had to like go button by button. But uh, anyways, pumped about that. Uh, let's see. Sonic Prime is coming to Netflix on December 15th. It is a show where it's almost like a multiversal show where Sonic and the rest of his friends go to like different universes within the Sonic universe. And they have to, I don't know, try to regain each other, like get back to each other and then like regain, I don't know, the world from um, Dr. Egg. So, mm. yeah, I don't know. Any, Season long any arc there? for a Sonic story might be very good because, mm. uh, and of course, like the Marble Zone iconic soundtrack, boom, boom, boom. We can keep going to those, mm-hmm. but I can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had Sonic cartoons in the past. I've watched them for sure, but they haven't been like these really long story arcs. That's something new. True. And so it'll be interesting to see like that first episode. Maybe he like runs into Tails, and it's like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. they're united again. Or maybe Tails is last. That's even better. So she's like, he's got to get back yeah. with Tails. Yeah, that'd be cool. Totally. Do you think they yeah. pull anything from the yeah. movies that have come out? Uh, if they wanna, if they wanna be big, they will. I mean, those movies are uh, are hot. Might as well, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it'd be cool. Yeah. They they, they oh, tap yeah, into yeah, all yeah, the yeah, other yeah, cartoons yeah. that we watched growing up, yeah. like Sonic Underground. Uh, that one, for whatever reason, stuck out to me the most because they had instruments that had powers. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember yeah. that. That well, one, like, d- I think had kind of a story arc, but like, I don't know if it was. I just remember them like yeah. jamming out more than I remember the story. There was an anime was cool, one but... too that might have had a longer story overall, but it's like an anime story. So it's like, yeah, one piece is going for a treasure, but along the way, there's everything else, you know, type of thing. Right, right. So kind of something like that. Yeah. 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 yeah it's going to be interesting. I, I, I'm yeah. curious. I do agree with you, Frank. Like, I think an, uh, a long story would be better than just an episodic show. Yeah, something different. Where, yeah. Like everything's different. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. That'd be super cool. Uh, Amazon is coming out with, they have ordered multiple series for a Marvel Sony Spider-Man universe. And the first show that they are doing is Silk Spider Society. Are you guys pumped? Not pumped? What do you think, Scott? Yeah, I'm always down for more Spider-Man. So I am pumped. <laughs> right yeah. on. Yeah. Drake, do you, do you know anything about Silk? Are you like familiar with the character? Um, I know what she looks like, and I'm vaguely familiar. Um, I, de- I mean, obviously, I definitely want to see what um, they can kind of put together. I Obviously, I will be concerned about how they put it together. I think there's a lot of very repetitive themes that we've been seeing across um, some of the, the, the Marvel universes. And so uh, I kind of want to see how that's going to go. But I'm going to remain hopeful and optimistic previous to that. Yeah, absolutely. How how are you feeling, Frank, about this uh, Silk series? You're so right there, Drake, with them doing repetitive stuff. But everything in Spider-Man, like, I just want them to keep going more. But uh, yeah, don't repeat anything. We don't need to see him discovering his or them, Silk, anybody discovering their powers. We don't need the whole, like, awkward teenager stuff. 
I, I'm not 100% mm-hmm. familiar with Silk. I mean, I know Silk, again, like visually, I know Silk. Not like I read a lot of right. Silk. So I'm cool with learning somebody new. The other thing I'm excited about is because of like across the Spider-Verse and everything, anything Sony makes a Spider-Man can eventually be brought into the movies. So mm-hmm. I'm also looking at it that way. It's like, hey, this might be how I get, you know, Craven or something like that. It'd be, it'd be neat. Yeah, yeah. You you brought up a great point because it's like maybe this is a gateway. Like if Silk is successful and it's cool and it's not just Spider-Man, but it's another hero in that universe, it opens up the door for Spider-Man 2099, 3099, mm. or um, Spider-Punk, like all yeah. these characters that have unique backstories to really have them get their own movie or show and that that would be awesome so i'm pumped about silk also you know a little bit more asian representation doesn't hurt excellent yeah. and uh yeah it just her suit's always so cool to me too so it's it's a character i have not i only know like the base uh baseline history right like i think she was like a villain same spider that bit peter parker and all that but yeah. i'm not super familiar with it and i actually like that like yeah. I, you know it's less and less that i don't know about characters that are on the big screen so this is this is nice yeah i'm looking forward mm, to that mm, mm, mm. definitely uh next thing is let's see disney strange world is going to come out on the 23rd of that month so in a few short days i think on thanksgiving um nice. wh- yeah do you think it's going to be something you guys rush out to the theaters to go watch or you're going to kind of wait for the disney plus of it all to get released and then watch it there probably the, plus. the latter yeah yeah yeah. I'll probably wait for Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. I love me some Disney and yeah. this movie looks fun. But I'm probably gonna wait. Yeah. There's only so, yeah. so so many movies now that are gonna bring me out. And it's hard to compete when you're like going to watch Black Panther. I know, right? Yeah. Like Kevin you know? Feige will get me to the theaters, but I don't know about who's you know, it's it takes a lot <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. You need that Marvel budget. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm there. Gotta be the event. Yeah. Maybe it, would, the, it all might change the day we all have kids. But yeah, I think for right now, for sure, for me, it's like a Disney Plus, like wait for it to come on. Also, there's something weird about what I saw in this trailer. And I'm like, wait, are they also writing Manta Ray-like things like Ant-Man? It almost looks like yeah. the same world it does. a Quantum, little yeah. bit as like the Ant-Man Quantum Mania. I was like, what is going on? Here? Be so I don't know. Weird. Some synergy. If Kang shows up, though, I'm more on board. I probably would go watch it in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Can you imagine? <laughs> that would yeah, be so amazing. Surprise. Okay. We go to the, you go to the theaters and to... like all of a sudden you're surprised by the Marvel front roll and like, oh my God, this is already awesome. <laughs> you know, that'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah, the uh, one guy who's a Marvel fan but like took his kids to that. He's like, yes, joke's on you guys. <laughs> yeah, you brats. I showed up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's killer. Yeah. Um, let's see. What's next here? We got so crazy Disney news uh, yesterday. Yeah. Huge shakeup. Bob Iger is back to replace Bob Chappick as Disney CEO, which is so crazy because it was such a short run for Bob Chappick. You know, obviously, we don't know these guys personally, but how do you guys think it's going to change Mar- or I guess Disney going forward? And yeah, what what do you think? When do you think we'll start seeing the effects of this? I I actually just wrote an article about this. Um, I think what the reason that the the board is wanting to do this is because they wanted to to try to find normal again, and not necessarily Chappic's fault, but he reigned in an era of pandemics and controversies mm-hmm. and like the Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. you know debates and stuff like that and so many things. And when you oh, right. when you look at the like stocks in those times, 
there were definitely huge increases, but there were plummets as well. And they're in the middle of a big drop right now. Um, when mm -hmm. Iger's announcement Tell came out, it. stocks went back up. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then over Iger's tenure since 2005, stocks have been on mm -hmm. a steady incline. He redesigned mm -hmm. the Disney Cruise fleet to where it's actually something people want to go on again. Um, he right. he got Marvel and he got Star Wars, which is, I mean, keeping the big kids happy. Yeah. And he launched yeah. Disney Plus. So I think overall, yeah. if Iger and, and Iger's statements uh, that he's been putting out, he actually put out a statement today. The thing he wants to focus on, because Chappick just put out a notice saying, like, we're going to be tightening our belts. We're going to be laying off people. Boom, boom, boom. Basically changing mm -hmm. Disney into a more strict corporate structure. And Iger's mm -hmm. statement today or during this announcement was, guys, we're going to make sure that we make such high quality Disney content that we rise above the rest, which is how they used to run their business through the 90s and 2000s. So wow. it's basically saying we're going to try to be Disney again. Um, now, these are CEOs, and so we shouldn't care about them, right? Like, worry about your problems, yeah. not a billionaire's problems. But I am rooting <laughs> yep. for Bob Iger. Twitter. I'm happy to be back. Right, exactly. We have, oh boy. <laughs> you guys want to hear about Twitter. We did an hour, it's about an hour long. I'm still editing it. Episode about just Elon Musk and Twitter. So on Geek Freaks. Oh my it, God, it, I'm in. It, yeah, it came yeah. out on Tuesday. When you guys listen to this, it came out on Tuesday. And Frank was yeah. drinking during the entire editing process of that bad boy. All right. <laughs> Frank the tape. Let's do There's it. A beast. No. Um, but yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I'm wondering... I guess my mind goes because I'm such an MCU fan. I'm such a Marvel yeah. fan, right? There's that idea of, well, Marvel was so different when Bob Iger was running it. And now, now Disney, and I don't have this complaint, but this is something that I'm just going to voice what I hear on Twitter. It's like, you know, Marvel has become so woke and all that stuff. I wonder if there is going to be, I guess, a shift in tone or whatever in terms of like, you know, phase four was definitely different than phase one. Yeah. Do we get more of a step back to the feeling of a phase one? I, I, I'll, at the end of the day, I think it's up to Kevin Feige, but I just wonder if that is going to be a conversation that's going to be had because personally, mm -hmm. that's where my mind goes. And also, like, I, I don't know. I think Star Wars is on a great track. It's just like, when, when are we going to get more movies? When are we going to get really good movies? Yeah. You know, uh, Rogue One for me is one of the best new properties as far as movies go. So I'm just wondering where we go in Star Wars, in cinema. With Chappic, we got Andor, though. So That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I, but I was like, yeah. wait, I, I, I thought that instantly. But I also thought, wait, was this something that went into exactly. the works when Iger was still there? And Iger did so Mando. I like, wait, I, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's true. So I'm curious. but So I think Star Wars is going to be in a good place. I, I think Marvel is still doing fantastic things. I'm just wonder, wondering if there's going to be a shift in tone again. So that's yeah. just my personal. Just to add on it. to this whole thing too, because because DC's doing this exact thing, but they're they're a lot quieter about it. Um, this whole like mm -hmm. going woke part. So um, there's absolutely, in my opinion, there's absolutely nothing wrong with more inclusion on, and I think it's vital for everybody. And I think we're all aboard on that, right? But right, yeah. there's this overcorrection aspect to things, and mm -hmm. um, when you look at DC specifically, when they're trying to bring in characters like um, like Doctor Fate's great and Hawkman's great, but nobody cares about the other two characters. Cyclone, like nobody knows who Cyclone is, unfortunately. Right. So yeah. what DC's doing, and they announced this today, it's Dawn, or not today, uh, this week, Dawn of DC, where they're like, all right, yeah. for the next year, we're going to be basically soft relaunching everything. Not relaunching is a tough word, but like Batman comics are going to go back in a line where he's a billionaire in a mansion trying to save the city. You know, because right now it's mm -hmm. like he's broke. It's it got messy. Right. 
And, yeah, like consolidating the yeah. stories. So what yeah, they're trying yeah, to yeah. do now is they're trying to be like, here are the tent poles you guys already like. So you could continue to be fans of them. We're going to make them like the way you like them. And then we're going to start bringing in characters that we want to show you on the side. Mm -hmm. So because mm -hmm. like Batman was like, I mean, like DC was just like, hey, here's everybody. You know, we're going to shove them at you and see what takes. But it's like, hold on. You're missing the point. We have four Batmans right now. Why do we need four Batmans? Right. I think Marvel's mm -hmm. and Star Wars is going to do the same thing. Like, I think under Bob Iger, not that we're going to get skywalkers back but i think we're actually going to get mainline three trilogy movies back stuff like that like mm -hmm. here's the things you like and then show us the other stuff that we like with ahsoka and whatever you know i'm on board for all that too right but yeah i think that's what's oh gonna happen oh my gosh that's so exciting yeah yeah you're right um and I, the whole sorry donna the dc thing like I'm, I'm so pumped about that consolidating i mean they got a plan for superman yeah. now but also like green lanterns moving forward yeah. getting reestablished with the flash and that continuity oh my gosh uh, I'm so yeah pumped james about gunn that, is so. bringing the by just last thing sorry i'm not taking over your things but james no, gunn no, <laughs> this next week is bringing the uh top brass at wb his 10-year plan and if they approve yes. it, then DC is ran by James Gunn and the other guy, right? We all know it's just James Gunn and the other guy um, for the next 10 years. <laughs> and I'm just like, I couldn't pick a better person to get those keys. It's just so good. And Kevin Feige is already like, 100%. I'm on board to help out wherever I can. Like, oh, thank you. It's exactly what I wanted. Yes. <laughs> exactly there's no shortage like i i can have my marvel like elevated just like i can have my dc exactly. elevated and i will watch both happily yeah like feed me like it's thanksgiving dinner every <laughs> yeah. week and I'll, I'll be there exactly. i'll show up so yeah, yeah definitely uh stoked about that um let's see drake uh last bit of news dang it and this is a sad one i thought we were gonna we should started with this yeah, we oh should. man yeah um yeah i i made a post about it because in a weird way I felt pretty connected to the character he played growing up mm -hmm. and um, Jason Jason David Frank passed away at a very young age I want to say it was 49 mm -hmm. yeah. and um, we know him as Tommy he was the Green Ranger and then the White Ranger super sad because he was super active in being that character but he was at a lot of cons he was super active with fans he mm. was there like talking to people on comicbook.com and meeting people um and he'll always just be that character to me similar to a Hugh Jackman will always yeah. be Wolverine or Robert Downey Jr. will always be an Iron Man to me mm -hmm. um and so yeah it just you know being my name was Thomas this you know little Korean lady that was down the street from me who my buddy who would visit for the summer from Arizona when he came to Hawaii, we would play Power Rangers together and dress up. And I would go back to his house and his grandma's house and she would make us like nori and rice and stuff like that. And she would always say, oh, Tommy, hi, how are you? And she was the only person that would call me that. And as much as I, I like, it gave me a little bit of cringe. I hated it. <laughs> he would always be like, dude, that's so cool. You got the same name as the Green Ranger. You got the same yeah. name. And it was always like, yeah, that's, that's true. That's cool. That's cool. And yeah, it just feels it feels sad that we you know are not in a world where that guy can go on to portray that character to us or just be there as the example of this character so yeah i don't know if you guys have anything to add to it um no i mean i i got to see him at uh con when he came down to hawaii one time and he seemed like right a on. really cool dude and this is of course like maybe like four or five years ago or not but like you know he's older and stuff but he's still like the, the way he talked about being the Green Ranger and all that stuff. It's like, it's it's the way you hope your favorite character still talked about 
their your favorite character. Yeah. You know? Like You're they right. they still like they still like they, they seem like they liked it. Not like Galaxy Quest where he's like where um Oh, yeah. what's his name Tim Allen is just like I hate being this no, Tim like, Allen oh. loved it but his friend um, oh, the, he's another actor that passed he's a great actor who was oh, um, Harry Potter yeah. Alan Rickman Alan Rickman, Alan Rickman. Rickman. There it is. where he just like loathed being yeah. that character it was yeah, so it was great true. but yeah like seeing yeah seeing him down in Hawaii like he, he just seemed like a really cool dude again like I didn't really know him but you know it it seemed genuine Um, and it, it was really sad you know we all grew up with him as a Green Ranger and then him being the White Ranger in yep. that cool movie, 1995 um, with Ivan Ooze. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Really yeah. Sad news. Ivan yeah. Ooze, what a gem. I know it's definitely a bummer. Like uh, we were talking about um, on a on a separate notion, you know, people <coughs> that we looked up to when we, as we were growing up, individuals like um, Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, etc. Uh, when everybody, everybody in America, I want to say every kid growing up in the 90s watched Power Rangers at least once or twice and everybody wanted to be the greener or white ranger. So mm-hmm. to, to understate what he's done, not only for the youth and like, you know, showing what it's like to be a leader in that kind of a situation and to stand up for what's right. And then on the back end, what he was doing is he, he was practicing martial arts. So he was leading yeah. by example on that. And he also did MMA early, 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 early on. Um, That's true, and so, yeah. you know, to have individuals like that, um, it is definitely a bummer to lose someone like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Yep. big part of our childhood. I, I you know, I, I remember I'm thinking back. It's kind of the first time I remember something leveling up, you know, in anime when there's always just one more level or in video yeah, games, yeah. him going to the white Ranger was like, man, there's another level to this thing. He's now yeah, even true. doper. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's like, <laughs> right. did he just unlock like how anime and movies and TV are going to be shown to me forever? Uh, yeah. So right. he was like, awesome. like the first live action to go super Saiyan. Exactly. Yeah. Like, Whoa, yeah, he went super yeah. Saiyan. Like, yeah. this is ridiculous. And so of course the first thing is like, well, these toys are useless. I need the white one now. And you got it. Of course that was the point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I need Saba. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. Yeah. So the flu, it went from the, yeah, it went from the flu. Exactly. With the green to, to, yeah, the Saba with the white blade. And from the movie, I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Talked. Oh, that's right. Cool. Yeah. I mean, I know I had all those toys, man. And, uh, yeah, just such an integral part. I mean that again, just from how he, just I don't know, just inspired people and made it cool to to be into that. And then martial arts, like that got me into karate or karate and, karate. and it changed everything. So, yeah, we're definitely, um, yeah, it's definitely a Saturday knowing that he's gone. But, uh, you know, he left quite a legacy and there's a lot of things that we can go back on and let future generations look on and say, hey, man, this guy loved this character and he was this character. And you're getting to see the Robert Downey Jr. of Power Rangers. Oh, At least that's well how I'm going to describe it. Yeah. 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 Agreed. So right on. I don't think we talked about it last week, too, but also I, I don't know why we posted it all over the place. But Kevin Conroy um, also passed away. And yeah, that was that's another sad one so i just wanted to you know mention it celebrate his life i don't want people to think that we forgot about it in any way but uh, it's just weird yeah it was it was there on the social so um again the voice of batman and by all accounts just truly loved the character and was Mm. 
as he made that character as much a part of himself as he was to that character. Mm-hmm. And it was, yeah, just really, it's just crazy. It's, it was, it's been a hard month all around when it mm-hmm. comes to loss of these very influential, you know, pop culture heroes. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's he, sad. Yeah. He's the Batman voice I hear when I read Batman comic. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. I mean, during Halloween, I I put on um, Mask of the Phantasm, oh, and just like it's so good, like that is all you need. You don't need the growl of Christian Bale or the voice changer of Ben Affleck. Like you just need Kevin Conroy's voice yeah. being powerful, yeah. and he could just deliver that. He had that gravitas and vibrato in his voice that was like, you don't need anything else. It's this. That's the voice. Yeah. So yeah, sad day, but um, again. Much love to those guys. You know, uh, heart goes out to their families and all that. And yeah, lucky that we were alive in a time where we got to truly appreciate and consume their art and craft while it was coming out. Because that's we're so lucky for that. Mm-hmm. So truly thankful for those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Drake, do we have uh, an ad to read for tonight? Oh, we totally do. Right on. Oh, Here's that ad. So this is uh, an ad that came to us um, in, from Westeros. Oh, wow. And it, uh, it goes as such. Before rewatching Game of Thrones, House of Dragon, or in anticipation of the Jon Snow, Snow spinoff, think about downloading Valeria Babble, the babble of Westeros and Essos, you can translate words like Negroni Magliato with Prosecco in it into the multitude of languages in Valeria, the common tongue of the Andals, old tongue of the First Men, the Scroth, High Valerian, Low Valerian, Dothraki, Ashai, Quarth, and even the language of Sothorios. So download Valeria Bubble today. Valeriable, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. Yeah, next time I show up to those Dothraki potlucks, I am not going to forget. How to say hi, bye, and don't pour that gold pot on top of my head. I'll be ready. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, shout out to the guys. That was oh, fantastic. Right All right. So we are into the review portion of tonight, and some fun stuff came out, like some really, really mm-hmm. fun kind of family-friendly movies and shows, and it was great. It was a great time. Uh, Frank, we'll kick it off to you. Were you able to watch... Slumberland or Spirited? Uh, no, you can't tap me until Andor. <laughs> That's where I'm at. All right. Fair enough. Okay. Well, let us try to sell you All on right. these shows. Excellent. Uh, yeah, uh, Scott, why don't you take it away on Slumberland? Oh, I got Drake there. Yeah, Drake, yeah, why don't you take it away? I didn't, sorry, I didn't watch it. <laughs> okay. Drake, Perfect. you got this, bro. Um, <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, Drake's like, I didn't watch it either. It's all to you, Thomas. Yeah, all right, we're moving on to Spirited. So uh, Slumberland is a movie with Jason Momoa, starring Jason Momoa and um, Marlo uh, Barkley, who was originally in um, Single Parents, which was an ABC TV show with uh, Taryn Killiam. Um, it's something that we see Jason Momoa as kind of a different character. It's, it's like the, the Tooth Fairy Vin Diesel or the um, uh, babysitter, uh, the Rock Dwayne Johnson. He's very much in this playful character, but he still carries tones of kind of his rugged, um, I like to live outside, my hair is down, maybe I haven't taken a shower today type vibe. Um, the story focuses around um, Marlo's dad, Kyle Chandler, and they live on, a, uh, on an island that has a lighthouse. 
and something happens where Marlo is separated from her father, and it it then becomes a story of loss and how um, Marlo handles that loss. So when she does go to sleep, she goes to this quote-unquote slumberland where she then meets Jason Momoa, who is uh, the character of Flip, and... She was told stories by her father about Flip and how they used to hang out and and blah da dee bloop bloop and go through all these adventures, et cetera, et cetera. And this Slumberland world has its own uh, policing system uh, that polices like how and when people dream. And it's very much parallel with uh, the uh, time police of Loki, like it's set in a particular time frame, like the, the dynamic of the cubicles and all those other things um, is very much like that. But really what they're doing is they're hopping from dreams to dreams, looking to get into a, uh, essentially the nightmare zone to where they can find pearls that will give them a wish. And on the back end, we talked about uh, it being kind of like a coping means of Marlo trying to deal with the loss. Um, and as she's going through that in the real world, her dad's brother, who is Chris O'Dowd, he was the love interest of uh, Kristen Wiig in Bridesmaids. He's, he's I, I believe he's from the UK, but he puts on a pretty decent um, English accent or American yeah, like accent. American accent. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, English accent. We all speak that. <laughs> and um, he's a very like low profile character, very the opposite of what... Um, she believed her dad to be, but uh, within the context, she, within the Slumberland world, she starts to see parallels between uh, Jason Momoa's character, Flip, and Chris O'Dowd's character, the uncle, and come to find out that Flip is the Slumberland equivalent of Chris O'Dowd's character, her uncle. And Damn. so... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and um, what what took place was her dad originally... Um, with his brother used to go into these slumberlands and they used to like hang out and play. And as um, Marlo's dad went off and got married, um, the brother kind of felt alone and kind of uh, introverted to himself. And so the, the, the dealing of loss with the opening up of these other pathways to be able to deal with it together and then become these new characters um, and kind of open up as a whole. It was it was very heartwarming and touching. Um, there were points in the movie where it felt very fast, um, where this is happening, okay, now this is happening, okay, now this is happening. Um, and there wasn't a lot of buildup, which is understandable. But I think if you're wanting to watch a movie where child acting is really great, where Jason Momoa is in a separate character zone, um, even though it's kind of slightly adjacent. Um, and you have a kind of dealing with loss type of a story plot, then Slumberland could be right up your alley hole. Yeah, well done. Yeah, great kind of recap mm. of like everything that happened in the movie. Yeah, it's it's really just fun. It's the the girl is fantastic. She's really adorable, but she brings in this lighthearted points, and then, and then you can tell when she's really sad. She brings the drama, mm-hmm. and then it's Jason Momoa just at his like. It seems like how he is on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, silly. Yeah, yeah. He gets to like yeah, just yeah. joke, and just like 
be silly and goofy. And there's like a part he posted on Instagram where they're doing like him and the little girl, something Barkley, right? They're doing like this TikTok dance. And in the movie, uh, yeah. like they do the dance and you're like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. And he's, he's just this wild, crazy kind of just a, like character caricature of himself. It's so good in that, that aspect. Um, from a visual standpoint too, they did not skimp on the money. Like no. it's very yeah. like the special effects are good. CG. It's like this is yep. really really good special effects too, and yeah, Drake's Drake uh, said it really well. Like this, once they get to Slumberland, the story just moves. It just goes. It's almost like Black Adam. We're like, oh shit, okay, I guess we're going here. I guess this is happening now, and that is kind of like it doesn't give you a lot of time to stop and think about like why is that that doesn't make sense. You know, you just you just keep moving. So I. I think it's a great family movie. Mm. There, you know, there might be some elements that might be scary for kids, but I think they're going to enjoy a lot of it too. And you get to see a different side of Jason Momoa. And there's, there's just this real sadness to the little girl that you just want her to be able to find some peace with her dad again. And yeah, yeah it, I thought it was really, really well done. Uh, yeah. So I, I would say if you have the chance, um, check that out. Yeah. Slumberland on Netflix. Pretty good. Nice. I'll check it out. Yeah, definitely. Right on. Uh, th- which is funny. So what's the girl's name again? Something Drake, Mar- something Marlo Barkley. Barkley. Marlo Barkley. So crazy enough, this little girl is also in Spirited too. So <laughs> she cool. plays. Oh. Yeah. I know. I was like, what the heck? Oh, is she the, the niece? She's the niece. So I'm oh. like, wait, both movies we watched had the same girl. I'm like, she's having a big. Yes, yeah, she is. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Wow. She put a lot dude. of money she's in that good. college fund, so <laughs> yeah. like she's having a good Thanksgiving. She's set. Uh, but yeah, where was everybody or was anybody able to watch Spirited? I, I was. Think, right on. Okay, there you yeah. go. What did you think about Spirited, Scott? Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I remember we were talking like, "Hey, Spirited is out," and then you said, "I didn't expect it to be as musical as it was." So right. that gave me a little heads up because right when you start, they start doing the. Uh, musical but i love that they're aware of it like because right. there's parts that are like okay you don't need to go into a musical it's like but i got this song you don't want to hear it like they're, they, <laughs> they bring right. it to focus so it's great there's a lot of comedy in this movie um yeah they're and like you that's know, what be- we that's like that's what we do in the afterlife we sing <laughs> yeah. you're like okay cool i guess that makes sense yeah you know, like- and then yeah of course there's some people that are like over it like we're not working right now you don't need to sing but it's great yeah like and i feel like they did it at a good pace like um, it wasn't too many musicals. Like I'm not one that's like against musicals, but I'm also not one that seeks out musicals. Mm-hmm. So this had a good balance. Like when it started going, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, especially because it's a comedy. Um, there's, you know, a lot of um, comedic elements to the songs. Like when Ryan Reynolds starts breaking into one, it's funny when people start breaking into musicals that aren't a part of like the committee that do the whole thing. And I'll get into that. Like, so the story, the premise is uh, Will Ferrell. You know Will Ferrell's in it. You know Ryan Reynolds in it. Um, Will Ferrell is the ghost of Christmas present. And um, mm. so like the Christmas Carol, they, they in this universe, it's like this whole committee, almost like reminding yeah. me of like Loki. Like, yeah, it's yeah, like, totally. It's, this, that's what I was going to say. It's like the yeah. TVA. They like yeah. set up these haunts like once a year or, like, and they pick a, a target who they can change their life around. And they exactly. set up these haunts and they stage it down to the, every little detail in the present or the memory in the past. And then they perform this haunt past, present, future. Yes. Right? 
Yeah. Okay. And then they, they focus on one guy and they're, they're so sure it's going to be him. And in the midst of like selecting him, Ryan Reynolds shows up and is being like extra snippety with like someone on the phone. And Will Ferrell's like, I think this is the guy. So mm-hmm. they follow him and they already have a file on this guy and he is known as unredeemable. So they're like, we've tried. Like, there's no changing. We can't Christmas Carol this guy because he doesn't take it serious. And Wolf Rowell's like, I think this is the one. Like, if we can do this, then it'll, like, be a game changer. And, like, so once once Wolf Rowell meets um, Ryan Reynolds, it's, like, that comedy click. Like, Wolf Rowell's trying to pitch his thing. Ryan Reynolds is, like, questioning everything he does. Like, oh, why, why, why'd you do that? Um, asking about, and he's, Wolf Rowell's like, no, 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 no. You answer my question. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Answer mine first. And then it's a give and take. And then this, this whole thing. And then he's getting more out of Wolf Rowell, And he's like, this is not how it's supposed to go. Like, and it's just like this, like, hilarious ride. Of course, um, because it's a Christmas movie and whatnot, like, there there are moments in this. And because it's Christmas Carol, um, they're gonna, they're trying to bring up, like, moments in Ryan Reynolds' past that, like, will make him feel sad or regret or whatnot and for a while he's doing a really good job of like pretending like it's hurting his feelings and then being like <laughs> laughing in your face like what you think it's gonna yeah. change me and then like slowly they start breaking his walls down and like it's i've heard like i've kind of like lightly looked through comments and whatnot and like it seems like some this is kind of a mixed review movie oh, but i really enjoyed it um yeah if you like Christmas movies and you like Christmas Carol, like to me, like the Christmas Carol story is almost like, like when you see a new Monopoly and they're like, there's a Marvel version. Yeah. Okay. I'll check it out. Like <laughs> I'm always down the to Muppets. check out the new version of the same thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the Muppets. Oh, Mickey Mouse is in this one. Like, yeah. you know, I'm always checking out the Christmas Carol every rendition. Jim Carrey's one. That's so I'm good. a big fan of that. Um, mm. And they, they do this, but they also, they put their own take on it. And like, there are moments in this film where I think I'm going to predict something because I'm like, oh, this is like how it goes. And then they take a turn a bit. And um, I like those turns. Like they, they did a really good job of um, making me like dislike Ryan Reynolds and then like Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, right. I'll like just add to that. I was yeah, like, man, on. only Ryan Reynolds could be not only Ryan Reynolds, but like especially him could be such like a douche in the beginning. Where you're like, oh, I hate this guy. And then by the end of it, you're like, oh, I love this guy. He's totally changed. You know, it's like Ryan Reynolds is so good at yeah. that yeah. about being like yeah, kind of hating him and also kind of loving him at the same time. It's like, oh, I wish I was that charming. He's so good. <laughs> yeah, he's so he could be a douchebag, but like funny about it. You're like, oh, you, you, <laughs> right? Get right. mad at you, but you, you want to because you're like, you're such an awful person. Like some of the advice he gives his niece that we mentioned in this movie, like horrible advice, but mm-hmm. the way he says it and stuff, you can't help but laugh during the scene, but also recognize it's horrible advice. And this, you should never take his advice. Yeah. Like you're like, this guy's so awful. But then, you know, <laughs> as the movie goes on, you like, it, you know, like a Christmas Carol does, it changes the guy and whatnot, but the way they do it is cool. The way they take, um, um, what is it? Past, present and future. Like the way they address that is great. The voice of mm. future is, um, I'm Tracy Morgan. I'm Brock Fellows. Yeah, <laughs> Tracy Morgan. That's great. It sounded yeah. so weird here. Like, man, I want to say more lines. Like, it was just like, yeah, yeah. So crazy. He was fun. It was yeah, like the that, perfect voice for the skeleton. You know, he's a skeleton so with like the hood over his face. You can't see the faces. And then Tracy's Morgan, Morgan's voice just comes out. Yeah. I'm tired like, of pointing. You're like, <laughs> How many of those were just like real things he said during the recording session and things that were actually his like lines? That's the question right there. Oh, 
I sure always wondered that. That's <laughs> like, like Thirty Rock. I was like, did he imp- improvise every line in this show? I, yeah, seriously. This is like. He, I feel like Tracy Morgan's mind is like random word generators, and he's just like, yeah, yeah banana slip and slides. You're like, <laughs> and I'm okay, loving it. Yeah, well, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah like, I think sweet. he's one of those actors they hired to be like, we're just gonna like let him kind of, yeah, we're gonna guide just him a do. little. Like the scene, this is happening. The scene, have it. Yeah, I think he's one yeah. of those dudes. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think for me it it worked all together, and it was a nice like new rendition of Christmas Carol. Um. Nice musicals in it. It was really funny. Um, I could definitely see this being added to like uh, my Christmas movie like cycling, you know. So mm. yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Recommend I, it. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, yeah, I think I think it can catch people off guard if you don't know that there's gonna be as many singles, um, singalongs as there are or songs in it as there are. It may catch you off guard. So go into it like it's not all a song. It's not all a musical, but there is a lot of music in it. But there is like if you listen to the lyrics and what's going on within the context of the story, you will laugh. Like there's a lot of funny yeah. moments in there too. So, and it, did you have this question, Scott? Because I kept wondering as I was watching it. I'm like, who is this for? Is this for kids or is this for adults? <laughs> because there's a lot of dirty yeah. jokes in it, and I'm like, these songs are way too cute to be for adults but the words in the context is way too dirty for kids <laughs> you know what's cool like, though i feel like in that aspect it took like it took me back to like some of these older movies that i grew up loving and like mm-hmm. where certain jokes went right over my head but like right. there were things in it for me as a child and then i rewatch as an adult i'm like oh fuck i'm seeing like a whole nother movie now yeah. and like yeah. i feel like it had a good mix of like hiding like inappropriate things <laughs> In, like, the song and kids, hopefully, like, there are certain things where you're, like, I hope they're not repeating it. But um, right. you could probably, you could probably skate by and whatnot. Because there are, like, some, like, the whole, there's a whole thing with the niece and, like, um, a way she wants to be class president and, like, a shady way to do it. And, like, I feel like if a kid watched it, this is a good lesson to, like, maybe not take certain paths or, like, mm-hmm. because it kind of touched on um, social media and, like, bullying and whatnot. So, that, I mean, I feel like that's a pretty good lesson for kids to learn. But there are definitely other aspects of this, maybe inappropriate for kids as well. But I, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a good question. But I, I think I think it is a bit of both. There yeah. you go. Right on. So, yeah, that was uh, Spirited. Mm-hmm. It's on Apple TV. Uh, definitely go check it out if you're looking for a new Christmas movie. I think it's one that we're going to be putting in the rotation now every year. So looking forward to that. Uh, Drake, let's see what's, oh no, sorry. There was one other review, Scott, that you watched. Do you want to briefly touch on it? Cause I, it was completely off my radar. Yeah. Um, definitely. Um, I'll just really quick. It's, it's on Netflix. It's called the wonder. Um, we were actually about to watch slumberland and then Christine's like, I'm going to watch this movie later. And I saw the little trailer for it and I'm like, let's just watch it now. Um, it's, it's a, it's a drama. It stars, um, Florence Pugh, Pugh and, um, it's based on a novel by Emma Donahue and the, so it's not a real story, but the story that she wrote was inspired, um, by these, what was called fasting girls. It was a fasting girl phenomenon, um, in the 16th century. And it was like these girls who would go on fast and say like they were getting nourishment from God and like God's mm-hmm. mana. So in this movie, there's a girl who hasn't eaten for four months and um, the church slash doctors, you know, it worked back then. They're like, mm-hmm. some of them were like, 
God's feeding her. Like, she doesn't need food. This is a miracle. And others are like, it's impossible. There's a way. There has to be a way. So they bring in an outsider who's Florence Pugh. She's a nurse. And um, they make her a part of the watch. So her thing is supposed to be just to watch her and make sure, like, she's not eating or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And um, so, and then there's a bit of a mystery to it because you as a viewer are trying to figure out as well with Florence Pugh how this girl is getting food or if it's like going to take a twist and it's like some supernatural element to this movie. So um, it is a slow burn. It's a drama. Um, there's some mystery to it. And I don't want to give too much away because that's part of the movie. But okay. I did find it very interesting. Um, and I had to look like after the movie, I didn't know any of this, like about the fasting girls and stuff like before the movie, after the movie, I'm like, was this real? Like I have to look it up. And it made me like immediately like look up the history of this and all that. So, it was um, interesting wow. enough for me to jump to that right away. So if you're looking for like a nice drama, slow burn, mystery type of film, then um, I'd check it out. Yeah, recommend it. Oh, yeah. Right Sweet. on, man. Yeah, you've definitely piqued my interest. It's like I want to know now, like, how was she living? And yeah. I'm also curious, like, just I know this shouldn't matter, but I'm just curious. Was the girl like super, super thin and skinny or like? No, the thing she is, look... like, she, she looked like normal. That's, and she yeah. looked healthy. That's kind of the point. And it's like you're nursed like. and you're not eating, so there's a that's the problem. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, crazy. All right. I'm I'm hooked. It's gonna probably like twist my brain till the end, <laughs> but I, I have to see this now. That sounds too crazy. Uh all right, we're moving on to Andor. And Frank, you said you were able to watch this yes. one. We're talking about Andor episode eleven. Yeah. What do you think about this episode? All right, so let's let's all be honest, guys. You can't, you're not going to nail it like you did last week, right? I mean, last week was probably one of the best hours of television to exist. So mm. Tom Cruise on the couch, hands in the air, freaking out yeah. like, oh my God, they did and it. Then, That's how I was. Andy Serkis <laughs> can't swim. My God. So kills me, kills me. Just twist the knife. Yeah. So I wrote a little thing for it. Okay, here we go. So here's the penultimate episode. Uh, Cassian, he's finding his feet, his feet after this daring escape. Uh, the Young Rebellious Network. Is feeling the pressure as the Empire begins to close in. Uh, they balance setting up their next move and staying alive for another day. So, yeah, I mean, this movie's this episode is setting up our finale, right? So that's what you got to do. Um, it is the beginning of Act 3. It's getting close to that, or kind of towards Act 4, where we're feeling that all is lost a little bit. Or, I mean, Act 2. Um, by far, my favorite scene is watching, what's his name? Let me check one sec. Luthen escaping his ship because oh yeah holy that shit that ship holy is shit. dope i mean this guy yeah. and then i'm like how okay so he, how is he better than like the empire which that that's a star wars problem in general but i was thinking well he's like a dealer in antiquities so he probably finds like oh, i want lasers on the side of my ship and like finds a guy who does that like you know what i'm saying so he probably has access to things that the empire doesn't even think about because he he right. has a traitor and so when he busted out those two like sabers, basically lightsabers in space, and spun, I was like, "Oh yes, right. put that in as a, a DLC to something. I'll buy it." Um, yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. This is yeah. a really good episode. Yeah, whoever storyboarded that was yeah. like crazy. Fantastic. Like, I, I like watching movies where like certain fight scenes definitely stand out. You're like, "Man, the fight choreograph choreographer in this movie was like bomb." Yeah. Like John Wick versus, I love Arrow, but CW Arrow. There's like there's, there's a difference. difference yeah, exactly. Between, like the way to do it. It was so interesting the way they did that dogfight and like yeah. the whole way mm -hmm. they break it down. You feel the tension and then, yeah, the lasers. I'm like, this is so yeah. interesting. I've never would have thought of anything like Even this. Even his escape like, from the tractor beam was like crazy. he just like released like shrapnel into it, and I was like, 
That's so dope. Badass. Because the tractor beam's yeah. killing itself. That's so freaking cool looking. Like, it's so crazy. I know. <laughs> it, oh my gosh. it just made me think, like, Luthen is constantly, like, he has a day job, yeah. but his true job is focusing on how to destroy the Empire. And he knows, if I have this cargo runner, this is the only way they're capturing me. Yeah. And what better way to use a weapon against, like, to use their own weapon against them. Oh, yeah. It's just, mm, I love that so I wish much. he was a playable Drake, character. Like, th- I just want to be him. Like, oh, can you yes. imagine? Like, you're just you're a rogue, <laughs> just one step ahead of the Empire. Like, that'd be, he'd be such a cool playable character. Please. Damn. Yeah, he would. As long as you get to say everything he gets to yes. say. Because as long as yeah. you get to yeah. say those lines and you're like, oh, yeah. I said those lines. That's I want that Skarsgård like, yes. voice coming out of my character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give it everything. What yeah. haven't I given? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Drake, anything <laughs> this good. episode? I, to be honest, like, I, I watched the episode and that by far was the, the main highlight of the situation. Like, yeah. watching him, so, he's so calculated in how he's going through the rebellion and to believe that he would have done any less than that during that moment was, e- even though we know that he's capable, was such a surprise and such a delight that, I, I mean, that was the highlight of the whole episode. I, I vaguely remember uh, Andor coming back to visit his, his homeland and then that's pretty much it. I just remember yeah. the battle it was scene. Space that. Miami. Yeah, back to Space, back Miami. Space Miami. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was even more so you guys are totally right. And for just the the amount of time you have to put in to earn that moment, there's so much time you put in, so much character development, and so much you, you know what Luthen puts on the line. It just there's such a big payoff in that moment. The other thing, as much as that was the crescendo in this episode for me, there was a lot of other character moments that I just kind of wanted to briefly highlight the Mothma of it all. And her, what she's giving to, it was also like, for some reason I really was touched by that moment because Mm. in this story, everybody's giving up something, right? You're giving up freedom. You're giving up money. You're giving up whatever. Right. And for her, what she's giving up, it seems like is her family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's such a subtle way to kind of fight the rebellion, to suffer. And mm. just that point where she's looking at her daughter and she starts crying, I was like, damn. Yeah. Like, I didn't know I would feel this way about Mon Mothma going into the <laughs> right. show. So that was, right? Like, it's just not a character that, I, you know, like, she's badass, you know, and she's kind of here and there in Star Wars. But it's not a character that I was really looking forward to, like, <laughs> learning more about. And now that I have, it's like, holy shit, she's so well-developed and such an interesting character in her own right and and fills in this very necessary understanding of how the rebellion fought the empire mm-hmm. how did they get the money to do this well she was siphoning everything she could to make this happen and at the expense now of her daughter possibly getting married off to a gangster like it's like yeah. it, that part was kind of stood out to yeah. me and then the fact that andor's mother kind of she just dies off screen yeah after being such an impactful character to him throughout the show, it was like, this is cra- crazy. It just it just was so real. Like, it feels too real. You know, yeah. like, you're not always going to be there, right? Yeah. Do you have something to add no, to that? No, for Scott? sure. And, like, to add on to that, like, I didn't expect to get so emotional over, how do you say it, the B2 oh, or yeah, the yeah, little robot? Yeah. How heartbreaking Louise. was that? Best acting like, in this episode. They're like, we got to go. I know. And he's right. like, can you stay? And it's yeah. like, oh my god! Like they brought so much light to this little robot. Oh I want to adopt him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
and not use him friend. as a coaster. No, he's right? just going to be my yeah. best friend. <laughs> that's, that's his one job. <laughs> what, no, no, I'm just, yeah, I'm making oh, sure because the guy put the cup on him. And he like shakes and the cup falls off. It's oh, like the yeah. cup shouldn't be on him. Don't put a cup. He's on a yeah. table. Don't use him as a table. Yeah. Bother me. You know what I thought <laughs> about too is like, because he has that like robotic like stutter. Like, you know, mm. and like when he's saying those, like, I, I don't want to, 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 to go. And I'm like, does the writer like, oh, I'm going to hit four twos. It's going to be, it's going to hit him in the heart. Yeah. Like, because the yep. way he was saying it and yep. the context, I was like, I'm so fucking sad for this robot right now. <laughs> Like, <laughs> no, he's got no one. He's got yeah. no one. Yeah. And and it was nice too to also see the side where uh you know uh Casting's friend is like treating him like a person or a, like yeah. a living thing and he's like I'll stay with you buddy. You know, like that was kind of nice too. So there there is such like impactful character beats that I don't really feel like I get from other Star Wars, but it just shows like with rich character development, the right actors, the right writing, writing, it's going to be you could do so much in this world. Uh, even with these fissures, like the the aliens at the beginning of the episode, you got Melchi and Andor, right? They're climbing up the rock. He's yeah. like, I don't know if I can hold on. Yeah. They get over the cliff. They see the cargo runner. They get captured in the net. And I was like, oh my God, like they're screwed. They just escaped. Now they're captured again. And just the fact that, you know, just the aliens of it all and their way of speaking, the way they look, their culture was like, this this feels like really good Star practical Wars. effects, and I like the so, actual makeup. Yeah, yeah the practical, yeah. yeah, exactly the practical effect. Yeah. I, that, I was a big fan of that. Like, yeah. it made it look so good without CG. James Gunn, I just yeah. saw an interview by the way. So everybody, of course, you guys are excited for the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, as am I, right? Yes. So mm-hmm. Groot, I, if you guys watch the trailer, you're like, oh wow, they're using practical effects for Groot. No, CGI is so damn good that he wanted to use CGI to make it look like Groot is practical effects. That's wow. fucking insane. Watch that trailer yeah. again and and. Imagine that that's I'm actually all CGI, not practical effects at all on him. It's insane. That's so right now. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the thing. It's, it's interesting because it's like, what, at what point does Star Wars just go all CGI? And when it's done wrong, like, it looks so bad. Yeah. Right. I, I don't want to call out anything specifically, but like, <coughs> Boba Fett. Yeah, Clone Wars. But like certain points. <laughs> yeah. But certain things, yeah. Yeah. I'm joking. Sorry. COVID. Watch out. But it's like, you know, um, it just shows if you really put the money in the right places, maybe, maybe CGI can get to that yeah. point. But it's also like, does this show need it? Because the practical things that they're doing with the aliens are so good. Also, it's like I don't know. It, it just really I'm like feel conflicted when it comes to Andor and James Gunn. Obviously, has a, a really amazing visual style and way to in, implement CGI. But I also feel like Tony Gilroy with this Andor show is doing amazing things with practical effects. That's like so great. Also, I don't know. So I'm so conflicted on like if it should be one way or the other. I don't know if it has to be one way or the other. I just think practical in this show really works. I I loved the prequel series, too. I mean, I know those are all CGI, but I loved them as well. But I think you can find a happy medium. There was in back in the day, there was a thing where. If it's up close, it's practical. If it's far away, it's digital. That's how they started off doing it. Right. They kind of forgot that. I mean, we see it with like House of Dragons was doing it that way. So if you're up close, mm-hmm. you're actually all the dragons back. That's a dragon's back. And then when you know one's eating another, mm-hmm. boom, boom, CGI. Um, yeah, they should mm-hmm. right. stick to that rule. And sometimes they forget to. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, yeah, I think. Right. We we it, it, the episode concludes with Andor getting the message from his fr- friend back on. Narkina 5, I want to say it is. Mm-mm. Uh, but he 
basically lets him know that his mother has passed yeah. away. Do you think that's enough of a lore to bring Cassian back to basically fall into the Empire's trick? Oh, it has to. I mean, what? Are, how are you also yeah, going to finish yeah. this, this season? The last one's the final episode. Right. Could you imagine if he's like, that's all right, that's I'll right. mourn her over here on this other planet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the entire Empire is waiting and setting Miami. a trap right now. <laughs> like Everybody's going to beat him. That's there. the um, Ryan Johnson tweet. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're on some random casino <laughs> first planet. I'm like, oh, no, we are <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Thought no. you knew what you wanted. Yeah. Here it is. Absolutely. No, totally. I just can't wait. I, I need Bix to be freed. That's like kind of, I feel so bad for her. She's been like tortured since episode yeah. three. Like, I just, man, yeah. that just is, like, it's pretty hard. Good point. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, anything else? Any, like, thoughts or kind of predictions for the final episode? You know, it got <laughs> renewed for season two, so it changes my prediction. Because I thought, mm. like, okay, they're going to set us up for Rogue One. No, 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 no. We have more to yeah. come. So, uh, right. I don't know what's going to I would like to see, like, a declaration of the rebellion is on. Because right now it's so much like right. this hidden network of terrorists kind of thing. I want to hear somebody come out and say, uh, hey, yeah, we're the rebellion. We're the rebel alliance or something like that. And then just like, yeah, here's our logo. Buy merch, on. you know? Yeah. That'd yeah. be great. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I don't know about um, predictions, but like, I guess spoiler, if you look at the cast, um, Alan Tudyk is listed as K2SO. And I don't think we've seen him yet. So hopefully at some point in the finale, they yeah. either meet or... He lands somewhere and then pan hundred feet somewhere else. K two Wessels there with something else, or you know, yeah. we get a glimpse yeah. of that. But I'm excited for that. Right on, definitely. Drake, any thoughts? I'm wondering if we're gonna see a little bit more of the Empire and that main woman and the the other dude who was one of the original investigators of the Andor shooting those two dudes initially and seeing a little mm. bit more interaction with them and kind of helping build the plot for season two. I think that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we need to see, like, does Cyril meet back up with Andor? I'm curious about that, too. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, another great episode. Uh, this show just continues to amaze and be impressive. And, um, man, I not ready for the finale because that means we're gonna have to probably wait uh, a year so not looking forward to that but also looking forward yeah. to that uh all right so we are into anime right now and we had two uh we haven't chainsaw man has not come out with a new episode yet so let's kick things off with bleach thousand year blood war episode seven and then we'll wrap it up with my hero academia Bleachity. um okay. episode seven started off um Promptly with episode six, where it kind of went a little bit more into Yamamoto's backstory, and it showed a lot of the original Gote 13, um, mm -hmm. which they'll get into into the manga um, as well. But the original court guards were, uh, by Yawaka's um, description, essentially murderers. And um, because Yamamoto had the peace after he, you know, genocided the original Quincy's. Uh, the idea was that he got soft because he started to care about human beings and all the spirits, et cetera, et cetera. And from there, we see it delineate to uh, Ichigo, or all of the court guards or court captains are like, oh no, Yamamoto's done. Like, what? And then we see Yawaka kind of um, disgracing Yamamoto by stepping on his head and kind of belittling Man. him. Jeez, the disrespect yeah. after he cut, cut him in half. I was like, Crazy. that is, I was like, I want this guy to die. For sure. That's so savage. 100%. 
And yeah, I kept thinking, like, is there going to be some kind of time thing where, like, it reverses I... everything? Because it's like the seventh <laughs> episode. I'm like, so many people yeah. are dead. Yamamoto's missing an arm and a hand now. And like, mm-hmm. I'm like, how does this get better? Like, even if they beat this guy, it's like he still got messed up. So, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it, um, it definitely it does get better in that sense, but only in the idea of like introduction and reintroduction of characters. And the way that Ichigo expels all of that reishi that was um, used to kind of cocoon him in that jail, he mm-hmm. broke out because of um, one of the uh, lieutenants of the 13th squad helped him escape before he essentially died because everybody's getting murdered up in this. And he shot out like a rocket confronts Yawaka and then they they start to do battle a little bit and they both kind of recognize that they're evenly matched but they're also missing a component themselves internally and then all of a sudden um all of the the stern riders all of the quincy's are compelled back into the shadow to retreat for a little bit and Yawaka tells Ichigo I'm going to come for you soon so heal your wounds and get ready and this is kind of like the precipice for because if we remember from the originals uh like season one through five byakuya um kuchiki is one of the original um like honorable clan uh houses essentially asks ichigo to protect the serete which he never would have done in the past and you can see through his character growth and his failure that he's accepted um kind of all of the things that have taken place and he's lowering himself to the status of asking Ichigo someone he didn't necessarily respect to help him mm-hmm. um, as his final breath. And this is where kind of everything uh, kind of reaches that climax before it just goes freaking crazy into the manga where we're starting to see a, a characters that we've never seen before. We're going to start to see um, power-ups. We're going to start to see battles that we've we've only dreamed would imagine. We're going to start to see Kenpachi finally getting his Bankai, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Oh, so it's only going to get even better. Speaking of um, Ichigo meeting, what's his name? Yawaka? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Sounds like a Muppet. <laughs> yeah. Kind of the, yeah, yeah, Waka, Waka, Waka. Um, Waka, Waka. These are the moments, like, because, like, One Piece is a, is a, um, one I maybe read more than I watch. But the moment Ichigo meets Yawaka, like, the battle they do and, like, the way they did it visually and stuff, like, those are the moments where I want to take yeah. a break from the manga and be like, I want to check this out in the anime. Like, mm-hmm. if, if you're one that just read it, like, maybe go back and, like, watch that interaction. Because the way they did it was, like, so cool. And then, like you said, the way they, they ended is like, I'll be back. And I'm like, there's going to be, like, an even more epic battle after this. Like, so I'm really loving the animation, like, if yeah, anything, yeah. you know. Well, it, you know, I've in preparation for this, I've kind of gone back and started watching from season one. And you're like, oh, my God. It's like trying to watch early seasons of The Simpsons. You're like, Bruh. damn, kinda did rough. they get better. Like, the animation <laughs> is so good now compared to season one. And, uh, yeah, just that you're you're totally right. That battle between them where you're, it's like Dragon Ball Z. They're moving so fast around the battlefield. And you could just see their clashes. It's like, yeah. it's I love what sick. they do with sound, too. Like, Ichigo oh, yeah. shows up and he's like, like, he just kind of goes away and you just hear the little, like, boom. And they're like, yeah. where'd he go? And it added just like, I was like, whoa. Like, they did <laughs> yeah. so much with just a little hum. Yeah. Like, it was cooler yeah. than it going like, zoom, or you know what I mean? Like, any other sound. <laughs> right, effects. right. I was like, whoa. That was fucking cool. Like, I don't know. The way they do sound in this episode is like, Very really good. awesome. 
It was yeah. crazy. Uh, so my question, Drake, la- last question for this for me, but it's like Ichigo is a Quincy? Yes. So um, his father, uh, Ishen, is part of the Shiba clan, which is one of the original um, uh, honorable houses. And at that point in time, he had married um, a Quincy and had Ichigo. So Ichigo is a human, uh, Shinigami and a Quincy all at the same time. Hence the reason why he's so special on the and backpack. And does, does he still have the hollow in him? Um, yeah. Oh, yes, yes. He, he still and has visor powers. Yep. I was like, he has everything. <laughs> yeah, he yeah, like yeah, literally yeah, yeah. has every type of like being in this world. He has it. I'm like, yeah, he's and he's best, dated yeah. Pete Davidson. Yeah. Well, yeah. He was Pete Davidson's rebound. So there <laughs> yeah, you go. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Damn, he's got it all. Uh, man, okay, crazy. I just, yeah, I could not believe uh, Shigekuni was still dead and like they were just disrespecting him. I'm like, wow, this yeah. is a savage enemy unit here. And everybody, everybody's straight dying. Like, just people are dying left and right. Like, there's not going to be anybody left. <laughs> yeah. But Renji, Renji Aburai is still alive, right? Yes. Yeah, Renji and. Yeah, Ruku, right? let's go, Renji. I need him to pull out the snake sword. That sounds way dirtier than I meant to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but if he wants to, we're here for it, right? Yeah, Drake. Sorry, any final thoughts on uh, Bleach Thousand Year Blood War? It's. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a long. It's going to be a long way because I'm pretty sure it's going to be multiple, multiple episodes. So you know, just um, keep keep strong, keep long, and the girth will will make it feel great. There you go, Bunkai. Uh, all right so last last bit of news for tonight is uh latest episode of my hero academia um man and this has found a way to again i had those complaints in the beginning of the season where it's like our main core of characters that i like i want to i want to see all the kids from the school and where they are within this major battle that's going Mm on and um we got we we finally got the liberation army and the original villains now coming to meet the students, the UA students. And uh, Gigo Machia is there running full blast. He's just like Jerome Bettis, freight train, can't be stopped. And then we, you know, Mount Lady's holding on to him. And we see in a position, and they've been keying this up or like teeing this up for a while, which is Momo Yayorozu is, you know, she's finally been... She's been put in a position where she has to take more and more of a leadership role. Mm-hmm. And now she's the de facto leader for this group of UA students. And was there, the only thing I was a little confused on, was there hesitation that she wasn't supposed to put him to sleep? Because that's like against the rules. It, yeah, because you're well, using something that, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's against the law, apparently. Yeah. Right, but okay, then, okay. Yeah. yeah, and then I turned to Christine and I'm like, there's a lot of things they... It's against the law to put someone to sleep, but you can like pick someone so hard they fly through a wall, but you know, exactly. You can like <laughs> slice people up with knives, but you can't put them to sleep. I was like, okay, whatever. But yeah, um, yeah so they kind of put up this pretty badass plan to try to take him down via this like sedative. And it seems like it's going pretty good. And all the characters that we have grown to like know and like from UA are like teaming up, which I'm such a fan of like heroes using their powers together. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. my favorite thing in all of like, <laughs> it's like when, when the X-Men start like using their powers together, it's like, yes. So it was finally one of those moments and you're thinking they win, but just classic, you know, writing, of course they're not going to win forever for 
long. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the plan kind of starts going awry and other characters have to start stepping up. So we, we get some of that in this episode. It's pretty cool, again, to see these characters being brought to the forefront and then uniting. Um, and then at the end, we got to see kind of the final battle with Shigaraki. And he just does Gran Torino so dirty. Oh just blast him. I was like... So sad, it's silly. Yeah, I felt like he just punched the grandpa from up. I was like, "Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, just yeah, not yeah. cool. Like that's not fair." Especially you when know? he grabbed his foot and then just squeezed it, and it like just shattered. I yeah. was like, yeah. "Oh my gosh, that's gonna be so painful." So bad, yeah. And it's like he said, "Yeah, he just looks so like cuddly and and old and cute." Um, but yeah, he you know, and it seems like he might have just killed him. I hope he's not dead, yeah. right? Um, but we finally get to see like Midoriya, at least far, as far as I've seen, I obviously have not read the manga, but this is the first time I've ever seen him open up at a hundred percent, at least knowingly. Same. Right? I don't think I can recall him doing that. Right. Up yeah. until now, I think the highest he's ever gotten is 40%. So he went a hundred percent, uh, Wyoming smash. Mouth? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then he catches the kick, kick or no, yeah, it, I think was it was like a, a Slam no, no, it was a it slam was with his arm. That's right. Yeah. Catches it in his mouth. Yeah. I was like, that is <laughs> I was like, pretty badass. I didn't see that coming. But. I did not. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, uh, that was like a sick Invisalign ad. <laughs> but he catches it in his mouth right. and stops him. And yeah, and, and now, you know, uh, Midoriya is there ready to just, it looks like he's out for blood. So, so, so much happens in such a short amount of time. Um, but still is kind of happening happening slowly because there's so many characters. It's really crazy. What did you guys think about this episode, or did anything stand out to you? Oh, yeah, because at the very end, right, like, <clears throat> with that, he was trying to stop, um, oh, what's the main bad guy? Slipped my mind. Shigaraki. Shigaraki. Shigaraki had that um, little vial of, like, take your power away thing. Oh, yes. And he's like, I'm going to shoot it. And he's like, no, Wyoming smash. And then he caught it in his mouth. He's like, I'm going to still shoot it. Boom. And then (laughs) it catches Aizawa in the leg. That's right. And then he's like, sensor. And then Aizawa's like, like, you don't know if he's crying or that water guy's still doing this. (laughs) But um, (laughs) he's like, oh, I know. And um, you're like, oh, my God. Like, we kind of touched on, like, maybe he dies. But, like. That's kind of just as bad. Like, you know, like he's a big right. heavy hitter. Like it, they need him. And that yeah. one little girl with the horn, she has to figure out how to give his power back. And like, oh, um, the, the other guy, a thousand percent guy. What's his name? The guy who's basically Kitty Bride. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah, yeah that yeah, guy was yeah. awesome, too. But he's so good. Yeah. yeah. They got um, She has to. They have to figure out how she has to like give powers back because. That's got to be the way, right? Like, he can't just not have powers. I was like, holy shit, they're going this route? So, yeah, yeah I don't know how they're going to be Shigaraki. Totally, because I didn't even think about using her as a way to give him back his powers. I just thought at the very least, now Shigaraki is is able to open up his power at 100%. He can destroy everything with Decay now, and, how, and they have to just basically not be touched. Yeah. Like, it, how are you going to beat a guy Good luck. that you can't touch? So And it's not yeah. just him touching you. He's like, he touches things, and if those things touch you, Right. Screw too. Like, yeah. What? This, yeah, that was so crazy. So it's, it's going in a very exciting direction. Mm-hmm. Like I said, UA is back in the mix. Uh, you know, there's not as many main heroes left. I mean, so many have died, or mm-hmm. now they're probably out of the battle. Aizawa can't block people's power because they, they always had him as like a crutch. 
You know, if somebody was super OP, Aizawa can come in, give them the stare, boom, power's gone. Now yep. they don't have that. So yep. now it's up to them on training, speed, intelligence. It's, yeah, it's crazy. I'm, I'm loving it. Every, all the anime has been fantastic. I can't wait for Chainsaw Man to come out. Any final words uh, tonight, guys? Uh, let's start with Scott, and then we'll go to Drake, and then we'll finish with you, mm-hmm. Frank, on tonight's episode. Um, as always, not just because it's a Thanksgiving episode, super thankful to have you guys and like to be able to do this keep in touch we all live in different parts of the u.s and it's cool to be able to chat and like play games together like weekly it's awesome yeah. and thanks for to meet awesome frank over here um best guest thank you i <sighs> love and, love um, the titles yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah just thankful for all that if we ever have another guest, not that you're not the best, Frank. It's like we, I feel like we have to say the same thing because hmm. I like, don't want to hurt anybody. I don't feelings. like those shenanigans, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. Yo, you're the best guest. Drake, yes. what about you? No, I, uh, I reiterate, mimic, uh, parallel all those same things. I'm very grateful for what we've been able to accomplish together, the fact that we've been able to come together, the fact that we've been doing it so long, and the fact that we are able to evolve and meet awesome individuals like you, Frank, and to be able to kind of do what we do best, talk story, um, bring people together through laughter, and uh, have fun while we do it. Yeah, yeah. Put it on a card. Hey, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Frank, any uh, final uh, Since we're doing the kind of thankful thing, yeah, thankful for podcasting, you know, got, you get to meet too many people and stuff like that. Not only is it a good way, especially as adults, it's hard to keep in contact with your friends, you know, we, we don't have yeah, recess yeah, anymore. Totally. So uh, this is a, mm-hmm. a good way to kind of like, hey, how you been? Yada, yada, yada. Uh, and then meet new people, of course, with you guys and stuff. Um, so if you guys haven't yet, I mean, the party doesn't end when the podcast is done. Go check out Joystick on Twitter, on Instagram. I mean, just great posts. Uh, go go find them. I'm sure links are in the description, so you'll find them there. Right on. Appreciate that, man. Well, yeah, thank you, everybody. I hope you guys all have a, a mean Thanksgiving, as we say in Hawaii. Eat some good food. Tell some people you love them. Tell them you're thankful for them. And as always, thanks for sticking with us. Bye. Make that Thanksgiving chili. Thanksgiving chili. Deep cut. <laughs> <laughs>